0: From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. So we provide opportunity to a fantastic Tier 1 education, but then we deliver on that promise so that it's not just about opportunity, but people stay here and they graduate and then they form the wonderful workforce of the St. Louis region and beyond.
1: Um, I know that we'll be doing a virtual graduation this year and Mizzou will be doing an in-person walking commencement. I was wondering if there was any chance that we would be able to walk next
2: I'm Sarah Fenske. Last week, the University of Missouri-St. Louis inaugurated Kristen Sobolik as its eighth chancellor. That was the formal commemoration of an appointment that was actually made a year ago. And so Chancellor Sobolik may be newly inaugurated, but she has been battle-tested during this pandemic, and she is already making big changes. And she joins us today. So Chancellor Kristen Sobolik, welcome back.
0: Well, thank you, Sarah. I'm pleased to be here, and I do appreciate you calling it (laughs) (laughs) battle-tested. I feel like there
2: is no better term for what this past year must have been like in higher education. I mean, do you feel almost exhausted just getting it to this point of, of having been on the job a
0: year? You know, it's a really excited exhaustion, but that is absolutely true. What's been amazing about this year is that, you know, we've had a lot of changes at uh, the University of Missouri St. Louis, but that's been a part of things that have been going on in our community, our nation and our world. So we do know that this has been something that we've all been going through at different levels. So battle tested for all of us for sure. So you're not taking any personal uh, pride in this. This is just something as a society.
2: We're there. We've, we've all got through it.
0: Oh, I think so. And what we're excited about is that in a well in less about a week, we're going to be graduating, we have commencement, and we're going to be Mm -hmm. graduating about 1600 students that have really been battle tested for Mm -hmm. sure. And they have, you know, they have proceeded, they've adapted, they've survived and thrived to get to that point. So I'm always a big kudos to this particular graduation class that has Um, really persevered throughout some major extenuating circumstances. Hats off to them.
2: Yeah, such a hard year for that to be your senior year. Are they getting to do any part of that commencement in person?
0: We're not doing commencement in person, actually, we're doing that virtual. But we had a virtual commencement last December as well. And it went so well. Mm -hmm. And it was very engaging. And so the students were particularly excited about that. So we are excited about that virtual commencement. Um, I know that many people might be, you know, they would wish to be in person. But when you take a look at what we would have to do for an in person, it would just be so different. So Mm -hmm. we are we are excited for this this group and to go out and about in the world and do great things. So this spring, it feels like it's been kind of a hybrid for all of
2: us. There's some things that are getting back to going in person. Other things are still virtual. Looking ahead to next fall, do you think Umsol's new normal at that point
0: will be a lot more normal than this spring? No, that is absolutely true, Sarah. And you talked about hybrid. And also you stated the new normal. And that's what we're calling it. You know, going back to the way, you know, fall of 2019, we're not going to be um, ever in that past again, and uh, we're going to be in a new normal—a space uh, that is going to help serve us moving forward. And for higher education, and particularly at UMSL, that's going to be a space that has um, a lot of in-person, but also much more hybrid opportunities. Mm. You know that uh, the University of Missouri-St. Louis is ranked number one in online education uh, for Missouri, and so we're really leaning into that space over this past year, and we had a lot lot more online and those hybrid courses that involve virtual and online as well as face-to-face. So I think we're going to be in that medium hybrid zone, and that's going to serve us well moving forward. Hmm. And before we
2: dig in even more to UMSL's plans, I do want to mention that the University of Missouri Board of Curators holds the license to St. Louis Public Radio. It also governs UMSL. Uh, The radio station does report to the chancellor's office, uh, but we are editorial independent, so I just wanted to mention that. Uh, Chancellor Sobolik, your inaugural address last Friday, you struck a really ambitious tone in that. You said that your goal is to establish UMSOL as the top urban metropolitan research university in the nation. That's a big deal. Who do you see as your competition in that?
0: You know, our competition are our other comparators in that urban metropolitan space. And they are the uh, institutions that are that serve in urban large scale urban um, institutions, as in Boston and Memphis and Philadelphia, in LA, all of those um, areas in which you are serving your region your particular student demographic in that urban metropolitan set. And I will say it may be ambitious, but I think we are many steps forward in being able to achieve our goal. Our retention and our graduation rates are top in the nation for hmm. our urban metropolitan comparators. So we provide opportunity to a fantastic tier one education but then we deliver on that promise so that it's not just about opportunity but people stay here and they graduate and then they form the wonderful workforce of the St. Louis region and beyond Hmm. So I know that has been a big part of of what UMSL does
2: for the region, is that people come here to go there, or they go there after growing up here, and they stay. But St. Louis has had um, some really rough times, you know, in addition to everything going on with the pandemic. This last year was just a really tough time for gun violence in St. Louis. Have you found yourself reckoning with just how far we have to go as a region um, for this all to fit together?
0: There is a lot that we need to do as a region. And I think, um, you know, taking a look and working with our other leaders and our community in the region, we realize that we need to come together and break down some of the barriers and align um, for the future. One of the things that i'm very excited about in the region is i think we realize our you know that we need to reckon with our past and bring everybody to the table um is all about inclusive prosperity and one of the things that has led i think to our region um, regressing versus advancing is that everyone hasn't been a part of um, economic growth and economic development and, and inclusive prosperity for the future I think we're realizing that that's particularly important. I'm excited to align with um, Greater St. Louis Inc. and moving the the region forward, as we have always done um, at UMSL.
2: So with Greater St. Louis Inc., is this going to be
0: a, a more formal partnership going forward? You know, Greater St. Louis Inc. is the union of five different um, areas, including, you know, the Regional Chamber as well as Civic Progress and three other groups. And we're working on a strategic plan. In fact, um, the formal one I think we just put out um, maybe this morning, the actual final version. Mm -hmm. And it's a strategic plan that guides um, job growth for all of St. Louis to make sure that everybody is a part of that and that we can break down some of our barriers and uh, move forward collectively and collaboratively. And I think that's what's going to be important for our particular region. Mm -hmm.
2: I want to open up our phone lines here. If you have a question or comment for Chancellor Kristen Sobolik of the University of Missouri-St. Louis, you can give us a call. We're at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air, or you can email us at talk at stlpr.org. I want to talk a bit about some of the challenges facing UMSL right now and higher ed in general. Um, just days before your inauguration last week, you made a campus-wide announcement announcement. announcement about academic program prioritization at UMSL. And that involved taking a hard look at academic departments that are considered low enrollment or facing related challenges. And now it turns out that some programs, uh, these are in departments including anthropology, physics, supply chain, political science, they're going to be suspended. So what does that mean in practical terms to be suspended? It, It doesn't go so far as elimination, is my understanding.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, um, program prioritization or analysis is something that's really important um, for, higher, for all of higher education to, under, you know, to go through. In a sense, you're analyzing and assessing your programs to make sure that they are educationally relevant for your current and future student population as well as the community in which you serve. So we've done that consistently at UMSL and this most recent round we focused on some key programs that we wanted to identify um, to um, suspend so that we could maybe reallocate those resources into areas of growth, strength and excellence. Over the last four years, for example, UMSL has added 12 new academic programs that we believe are very much relevant for our region and for the current student population. So in order to make sure that we're focusing on that important future and what students want now and in the future, we're always needing to assess our programmatic offerings.
2: So, give us an example. These new programs that are being added. Um, you're moving away from PhDs in physics. What are you moving towards?
0: We're moving toward. You know, we have a lot of good programs. So, for example, in our bachelor's degrees, we've added twelve. So, we have international relations, cybersecurity at both the undergraduate and graduate level, computer technology, entrepreneurship, organizational mm. leadership, sport management. Child advocacy studies, and um, also at the master's level, actually supply chain and analytics and cybersecurity. So things are um, moving along in a very positive direction, and we're continually meeting with our community and our corporate, um, you know, our corporate community as well on what it is that we need to be the most relevant educationally. Hmm. That's going to be important not just for UMSL for the future, but all of higher education.
2: So a lot of these suspensions were in PhD programs, or in some cases, master's programs. But in anthropology, uh, the plan is to suspend the bachelor's program. And I thought this was kind of especially poignant, since anthropology is a field you studied in. I, I know that wasn't your bachelor's, but that's where you, you got your master's. Is that right? No, that's absolutely
0: true. My master's and my doctorate are in anthropology. So that that had to have been such a hard decision for you. I imagine that discipline is still pretty close to your mm-hmm. heart. Um, it absolutely is close to my heart. Anthropology is very relevant. It's the analysis of culture, and I think what's particularly important is that each of the different programs that we have at UMSOL or at other institutions may have some different um, focus points um, to make them particularly relevant for their area. But here at the University of Missouri-St. Louis, we are really aligned with workforce development in the St. Louis region, mm-hmm. so we need to move into the programs that our students want the most. So. Um, we had a faculty committee that took a look at all of the programs and made recommendations on up. So I am pleased with the direction that we're moving in and I know that we will still have anthropology at the university and it's going to be um, as relevant now um, as it always has been. So people can take courses in it and they can
2: get a minor in it but with the suspension you won't be accepting new majors into it? Is that how that'll
0: um, fall out? Yes, that's correct. And so we will still have courses as well as the minor, and um, we will be teaching out the students that are currently in that, um, that major. And are there impacts for
2: tenured professors who are there, say an anthropology professor at UMSL, will people be losing their jobs as, as things get realigned?
0: Yeah, no, that is not the case. We are retaining all of our tenured faculty. They are, um, they are the baseline, the foundation of any institution, and UMSL is no exception. So we are retaining all of our tenure track faculty, and we know that they are going to continue to be, um, workforce and, uh, and, um, research drivers of the future. We're talking
2: today to Kristen Sobolik, who's newly inaugurated as the chancellor of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. And we should, uh, we should again stress, even though she's newly inaugurated, she has been doing this job for a year. So this is not just forward-looking. This is also looking at, at everything that she's been up to and is currently working on. Um, I want to go to the phone lines. We have a couple callers interested in joining us. Uh, let's talk to Sergey, who's calling from St. Louis. Uh, Sergey, hi. You're on St. Louis on the Air.
1: Hi, good afternoon, Chancellor, and uh, I had a quick question for you regarding our commencement this year.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Go ahead, Sergey. I understand you are graduating this year?
1: Yes, I am. I'm the class of 2021.
2: Congratulations. Um, Thank you. I really appreciate it.
1: (laughs) Um, And uh, so this has been a difficult year for everyone. And due to that, there have been some changes to the way that commencements work. Um, I know that we'll be doing a virtual graduation this year. And Mizzou will be doing an in-person walking commencement. I was wondering if there was any chance that we would be able to walk next year.
0: You know, that is something. So Sergey, that is a really good question. That is something that we have not had a discussion about bringing back other um, classes to particularly walk. We really focused on this particular commencement. We have a whole commencement committee that includes um, our students, including our student um, SGA uh, president. So that may be something that we would have to continue. So it sounds like, Sergey, if we had that, you would come back?
1: I would be very interested in something like that. Uh, putting <laughs> four and a half years into something and then having a virtual commencement was just a little uh, painful.
2: <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. so, Sergey, I'm sorry to hear that, but it's, it's so exciting that you've made it through. I just have to give props to everybody in your class. What a tough year this
0: has been. So, again, Thank congratulations. You. Thank you. Congratulations, Sergey. I'm looking forward to seeing your name um, virtually.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it, Chancellor.
2: All right. Thank you, Sergey, for that call. Let's go back to the phone lines. Lisa is calling from St. Louis. Uh, Lisa, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air.
1: Thanks for taking my call. Hello, Chancellor. I am a former UMSL student who did not complete my degree, but I have been home during the pandemic working from home, and I keep saying to myself, I really need to go back to school, mm-hmm. but I have been away from academics probably for 15 or 20 years or Is there anything that you guys are offering in regards to um, students who want to return, who have newly discovered (laughs) that they are pretty good online (laughs) and um, want to return and maybe complete their degree?
0: Uh, Lisa, thank you for that. That's a great question. That is an an excellent question, Lisa, and thank you. You know, we are all about serving our population, and in fact, most of our students are transfer, adult, and graduate students, and we're expanding very rapidly into the adult population, um, and particularly for uh, people like you who have some college, but not the degree. And in fact, here in St. Louis, we have about 340,000 people that have some college without a degree, and we are focused particularly on that demographic, Lisa. So we would love to have you reconnect with our admissions office. We also take a look at prior learning credit, things that you've already done in your life, not just the credit that you've earned. And we have bachelor's degree programs that are set up specifically for um, you in mind. I would love to have that conversation with you, Lisa.
2: Okay. All right. Well, Lisa, thank you so much. And and, uh, Chancellor Soboleck, maybe that's one of the silver linings coming out of this pandemic is people are are now understanding they do have what it takes. They can can do things virtually. Um, There's maybe a chance to uh,
0: restart something they didn't finish. Well, I think that that's particularly important. And again, you were talking earlier about the hybrid courses. We have courses that are face-to-face because some people um, learn better that way. But we've really leaned extensively into the online and that hybrid, some face-to-face and some online, but particularly offering courses at a time frame so that busy adults, probably like Lisa, have a chance and an opportunity to take um, those courses at a time frame that fits their needs. So,
2: Chancellor Soblik, in our last couple minutes here, I think we'd be remiss to talk about what's happening at UMSL and the challenges facing higher education without talking about the issue of public funding. How big of a challenge is that these days? The fact that the, the share of public funding has not increased, has in fact decreased throughout the U.S. when it comes to
0: colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. Now, that is that is absolutely true, Sarah. And um, it's not different in Missouri as well. So being a public institution, we are always about access and opportunity, making sure that people have that opportunity at higher education. But there has been a defunding of higher education over the last, you know, I would say 20 years, Mm -hmm. um, in general, same thing in Missouri. So one of the things we have to do is make sure that we are efficient, that we always are evaluating our programs, so that they are. The most relevant and they serve the highest number of students, so that's always important for us as we add um, programs and take a look at that. But within higher education, it's our it's our top legislative priority. As I go out and about and talk with our legislators, I make it very clear about the value that education adds to not only the workforce, but also because we are a public research institution, we are all about the generation of knowledge and the economic development of our region and the sheer amount of funding and support and economics, uh, economic development that we add to the state of Missouri, for example, and that UMSL adds to the St. Louis region is immense. And so getting that message across is always particularly important um, and no different now as the state is taking a look at its budget. So beyond the Missouri legislature, are you hopeful
2: about President Joe Biden's priorities uh, when it comes to things like higher education funding?
0: You know, I absolutely am hopeful about those priorities. And I think just having a very positive um, focus on education, um, an understanding of how important education is in driving the future of our nation. um, That's it's all very exciting. So I always analyze and and take a look at um, some of um, Joe Biden's President Biden's priorities. And I think that that might be really positive for our education for our people and for our future.
2: Well, Chancellor Kristen Soboluk, you have had just, man, one of the hardest first years in memory. But I want to congratulate you on on getting through it, getting to that inauguration, and also thank you for joining us today.
0: Well, thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate it. I'm always excited as a chancellor to um, talk about the great things that are going on at the University of Missouri-St. Louis and what UMSL means for our region and what a, a great partner we are. So thank you so much.
2: St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here.